party people welcome once again to the party of one podcast the actual play rpg podcast where the gaming table is always set for two i'm your host as always jeff stormer and this week on the show i am joined by kayla of the dice for a game of transgender deathmatch legend Transgender Deathmatch Legend is, well, pretty much exactly what it says on the tin. It is a hex crawl beat 'em up role-playing game about a trans deathmatch legend fighting their way across the city of Slamchester to get their hands on the dirtbag promoter that owes them money. As you can imagine, this pitch is so fucking far up my alley. I was so excited to play it. I've been absolutely thrilled. The game is so cool. I was so happy with the game that we played. I can't wait for you to hear it. I think you're going to love it. Kayla is part of the DICE, a plural system of indie RPG designers that publish games as Ratwave Gamehouse. They have collectively published a ton of extremely cool games, including Transgender Deathmatch Legend, uh, Fear the Taste of Blood, which is an RPG inspired by Beyond the Rift and Anyone Can Wear the Mask, about uh, vicious monsters in the vein of the Universal Movie Monsters. All of their games fucking rule, and you should check them all out at ratwavegamehouse.itch.io or check the show notes for more information. A few things to cover before I dive in. One, thank you to Dale Blackburn, our newest backer on Patreon. Patreon backers get early access to new episodes. They get raw audio of recordings and a whole lot more. You can back the show at patreon.com slash Dale. Thank you so much for your support of the show. The other thing I want to shout out is that um, June 18th to June 19th, uh, Party of One will be taking part in Rainbow Roll Festival, which is a festival celebrating LGBTQIA plus actual play podcasts. I am so excited. We're going to be having a screening Saturday, June 18th at 10 a.m. It is uh, so, so exciting. I cannot wait. But I do need your help for one little piece of the puzzle. As part of this screening, I want to put together a special clip show of people's favorite episodes of Party of One. But to do that, I need to know what your favorite episodes are. So what I'd like for you to do is record a 30-second to one-minute audio clip telling me what your favorite episode of Party of One is and email it to partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Or write me a paragraph or two telling me what your favorite episode is. Either way, email that to partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. If you email me an audio or text submission between now and June 10th, 2022, I'll send you a bundle of free games. It's my way of thanking you for helping me put together a special screening to show off at Rainbow World Fest. I think it's going to be a pretty cool finished thing. Uh, so again, send me those audio submissions or text submissions for a free bundle of games at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. Then tune into twitch.tv slash RainbowRollFest, June 18th at 10 a.m. to see the finished product. I'm looking forward to it. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, I am so, so very excited. I am seriously thrilled for this game. I could not be more excited. I am sitting down with Kayla of the Dice. Kayla, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having us. Thank so you. real quick, at the top of the show, why don't you take a moment and let our lovely listeners at home know about what we are playing this week, as well as anything else you've got going on that you might want them to know about. Awesome. Yeah, so my name is Kayla. I am a member of the plural system, The Dice, which is multiple sort of people sharing one body, essentially. And we publish and write games as Ratwave Gamehouse. And what the game we're playing today is Transgender Deathmatch Legend, which I describe as uh, a hex crawling beat em up for two players using a deck of playing cards. It's very aggressively queer and it's themed after wrestling, which was, I guess, us um, channeling a lot of feelings and thoughts we had over being both angry and trans, and also, I guess, um, someone who had used to be a be a wrestler and been in like wrestling scenes and had fallen out of that scene and had a bit of sad feelings over that. And so we worked on this game that is just a sort of schlocky aggressive beat-em-up um full of queer age and that was a nice way of channeling a lot of those feelings there 
I remember very, very clearly getting an e- I listener, I really want you to I, I if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, I want you to imagine the feelings that went through my mind when I got an email that said, here's a game called Transgender Deathmatch Legend. It's a two player hex crawl beat em up about a trans deathmatch wrestler going around beating people up. You can imagine the sheer level, like, stopped what I was doing, head turned in my chair, like, I, I, I remember actually kind of being like, all right, I'm done my emails for the, hello, all right then, all right, it, I, I, I'm trying not to overly gush, but I was pretty excited. It's, it's been really thrilling to see, like, people so excited about this game when I've, shown it to people and, and spread the word around because it was it, it was an interesting experience um making it um also it was interesting to play with the mechanics which i guess we'll show if we talk about but the way it plays out is the individual violent street fights um inspired by pro wrestling uh played out as trick-taking game um which was not something i've personally seen before in games doesn't mean no one else has ever done it i imagine there are plenty of things there but that was something we were quite excited about there um and yeah if you listen to the episode and are also like oh that that seemed great i should say there is currently going on a, a game jam called the fight card game jam for things based on the the system we built for transgender deathmatch legend so that could either be supplemental material like new sort of hexes different other ways of engaging or games using that same sort of material so hopefully um at this point um, obviously i'm saying this in the in the past hopefully at this point like if you're excited about what you hear from transgender deathmatch legend hopefully there'll be like lots of other stuff playing in that same scene which you can also check out i'm excited i'm so thrilled i really want to I really want to dive in and and go through everything. Uh, should we start with character creation and then fight our way through the city? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, so uh, am I? So I, I'm guessing that I am. Am I making? Am I making a, a wrestler today? Yeah. If that's that's that works for me. All that right. Works that works great for me. Um, so uh, make, go walk me through the character creation process. So character creation in Transgender Match Legend, I think I described it to some people as like, it's all vibes. Like nothing necessarily here is going to uh, affect how you're playing in a fight, but it's various pick lists. Mm -hmm. Um, We have picking a shoot name, picking a ring name, picking pronouns. There's different sort of pictures. And the thing I do like is, which is where you don't pick is there is you could create a finishing move by drawing three cards, checking the suits, and that will sort of create a word salad for whatever your finishing move will be. It's and very I good. Think- I, I I mean, I love a good random table and drawing some cards to make a random finishing move is a is a is a pretty good feeling. Like that's pretty a pretty exciting feeling. I also, I began on the character section. Quote it was like Tony Storm in a random BBC One documentary um, about about the the wrestler who was at the time Viper and is now like do drop on WWE Raw. But it's just like whenever I find someone in wrestling who's like normal, I like to suss them out. I like to find out what's wrong with them. 
It's it's a it's a it's a quote that is held true in the time watching wrestling. Uh and I don't know what that says about wrestling or about the wrestlers that I like. It, I'm not we're not here to unpack that. We're just here to acknowledge the truth in. Yeah. That actually I included that quote and then oh in the sort of about the author section, I was like, oh, I should mention that I used to be a wrestler. Because I worried that quote would cost us mean if they fought. Even though it's obviously a quote from a wrestler, mm-hmm. I worried people would think that was me being mean about wrestlers. I'm like, look, I'm being mean in an affectionate way because I like. I also think there's something wrong with me, and that's why I was doing I, wrestling. I I think as someone that has as someone that has that has briefly refed and commentated, but also just watched a lot of wrestling, that it is it is hard for me to avoid the truth of that quote. It carries a lot of weight. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. So uh, I'm looking at my pick list. I'm going to pick a shoot name, a ring name, pronouns, a pitch, and a gimmick, and then build out my finishing move. I'm going to say my shoot name is... I did a little bit of thought into this. I'm going to say my shoot name is Rocky. Pronouns are... I'm going to go she... Uh, I'm going to go she, her for pronouns. I am. I have a ring name that I've sat on for the last few minutes that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back around to. Uh, I think that my my pitch here, uh, which are all very good options, we have ex athlete who quit sport who quit shoot sports over transphobia, had a breakdown and found wrestling, introed to wrestling by a shitty ex, wrestling legacy black sheep, got into wrestling while struggling with addiction, or a drag artist who became a wrestling fan and then a wrestler. I really love had a breakdown and found wrestling. That just that that speaks to me on a really deep level. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was going back to think about. But like, I think when I was devising this, I was thinking of so many people I knew, and I was thinking of me when I got into wrestling. Of like, like I got into wrestling because I had been fired from my job, and I was very into wrestling as a kid, but I had had fallen out of it essentially. Um, but I, I'd been fired from my job, and I had nothing to do all day, and I ended up just finding wrestling because I could find it on. Um, TV at that point and mm-hmm. I decided I will watch this thing that I once cared so deeply about so obsessively about and I found that it, it was able to pull me back in in that same sort of deep obsessive way and you know there's, there's a lot that is not always amazing about wrestling but also I think it is a thing that sometimes is there for you at least yeah. in the oh, 100% 100% It is it is an art form that like it is an art form that when you find it when you need it is unlike anything else in this world. Absolutely. So uh my my gimmick is the option on here, uh there's an option on here that is a comedy wrestler styled after a timeless joke. And I also really like and and the other half of it is an in-your-face punk with skills honed in barroom brawls. I keep coming back to that timeless joke, and I feel like it's time to to fully embrace. It's time to fully embrace uh, my my own my my wrestling destiny. I think that my characters and my ring name is uh, the Death Clown Pain Liachi. <laughs> just just generally known as Death Clown, but I think I am I am carrying on my one of my favorite legacies in wrestling, which is uh wrestling clowns. Got a real love in my heart for wrestling mm. clowns, your psycho clown, your murder clown, your your Dave the clown. A lot of love for clowns, and I am I am carrying that on. Um 
Death Clown Pain Liachi is uh is a is a is a is a barroom brawler in a in a clown like in a clown mask uh and she is very specifically like uh she's a she's a deathmatch legend she is she is she is carrying on the tradition of the deathmatch clown and i'm very i'm very happy to and excited to get to play this character Awesome. And do you want to, I guess, draw cards on the? We're using the playingcards.io. Yes, to do I this. will draw three cards to create my finishing move. So that is the five of diamonds, the seven of clubs, and the three of spades. So back suplex, um, black hole drop. It's a good. It's a good. The black suplex, black hole drop is a good. Um, I think that the name of this, it, it is a, bl- a back suplex black hole drop. And the name of this is, uh, the name of this move is the, is the, is the hello darkness, my old friend. That's good. Uh, uh, yeah. The hello darkness is my, is my finishing move. It is a back suplex black hole drop. And the idea of literally just picking somebody up. And then just dropping them on the on the on their fucking head it has a good energy that 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 has put me into the headspace of the game. Like I'm already I'm already very excited just thinking about just the visual of that of like picking somebody up and then just kind of letting them fall on their on their cranium is a good energy that puts me into into the mood to play out the game itself. Yeah, that that works. So gone through character creation um do we want to talk about um obviously i know we like filled out a guest one do we want to talk about like any safety yeah, stuff just on on the yeah, end we'll, we'll cover some safety stuff briefly because i think it's good to cover um so safety stuff before we dive in i i will say uh we always rely on Cut and break, which is to say cut, we will stop what we're doing and discuss, stop the recording, pause the recording, break if we are in the scene and we want to give ourselves a breather or transition or if things are moving towards a place that we're not particularly comfortable with, we can say break and we won't stop the scene hard, but we will transition. And then we have just a natural uh, open, open conversations, open door policy, like we are going to approach the game in good faith and talk about it our our safety and comfort as players is more important than the story that we tell in the episode that we record. And then there are specific lines and veils that we have in place. My lines and veils are a line on sexual assault, uh, a line on harm to children and non-magical animals, and a veil on eye injuries and teeth injuries. They can happen, but I don't want to hear about them in detail. Yes, I remember I had a veil on sort of injuries to... Um fingers which always gives me sort of a very visceral reaction and i said i don't even though this is i'm aware this is like a trans character going through doing violent street fights i don't want any of the motivation for why a character is being attacked i don't want that to be motivated by transphobia i i feel the same way i am i am not interested i'm not interested like it is there is a uh, I'm not interested in that being like a primary motivation. I'm not terribly interested in 
I'm not terribly interested in playing that out or playing out reacting to that on more than maybe like a broad thematic level at points. Like it's not something that I want to particularly engage with beyond the realities of being queer people living in 2022 and thus it is unavoidable for us to exist in the space with it but like to directly engage with it is not something i'm terribly looking for out of this particular game yeah absolutely like in my mind at least like the game carries that idea of almost a response to that fear like it's it's yeah. the fantasy of like what if i what if i wasn't afraid what if i was doing that and but yeah i'm not interested in replicating that even in a response in this game. I agree. I agree. That's that I think we're I I think we're on exactly the same page. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, well then with that, I think it's time for us to So let's talk through a little bit of what we've got in front of us. We have our hex grid um which has a variety of different symbols on it which we'll explain as we go. Yeah, and they are numbered and then for the playing cards that I have also included a little piece which you can move to sort of decide where you're going. But on you start at the sort of um, starting point, which is the after party of a show. Mm-hmm. So I'll, use, I'll be reading sort of just from the legend and then at, like adding some details or some questions playing in that thing. So like main events in the cat. Maybe you spend some time looking at the lights or chilling at the bar after the match. A couple of other wrestlers milling about. Why do you remember... Heartbreaker Supra owes you money. So Heartbreaker Supra is a promoter who actually, oh, sorry. I've just realized I was like, missing the made sense is, um, I think it would have made sense to um, read out the sort of flavor at the start. Oh, why don't we do, why don't we, why don't we do that right now? Yeah. So you're a transgender deathmatch legend. You built your legend with a tapestry of broken glass, bloody fists, and bang slaps. You put the HRC in her, and you put the hurt on anyone who tries you. Tonight, you're going to smash your way across slam chest and owes you some fucking money. You went through two burning tables for a promoter, and they've been ducking the calls for months. It's time to settle things hands-on. They heard you coming, and we'll try and stack the deck, stop you forgetting where you need to be, but just remember who you are, remember what you can do, and go and get your fucking money. Love it. Love it. Awesome. So yeah, so with that context just re-established, because I forgot we I had not covered um this motive. Yeah, you're in here. And the promoter who owes you money is a promoter slash wrestler. That's someone who mm-hmm. does their own booking and they're known as Heartbreaker Supra. And what sort of yeah, for Rocky in in the deaf clown what what prompts rocky to remember that like they are owed money and like they went through cutting tables i think that on this particular show like that like uh heartbreaker super owes me money for a show that wasn't tonight's show and i think that it is um death clown wasn't in the main event of this particular show and like had kind of an easy spot on the card and thus like wasn't paid great like didn't get paid great for tonight's show i think that she kind of uh she was probably in a rumble like in a battle royal just sort of like uh, an easy paycheck but not one that and i think it's that she got paid um like she got the envelope 
And like, it's when she's looking at it and she's kind of running the numbers. She kind of, there's a moment where she sort of thinks to herself, okay, yeah. And I've got this, I've got the money from super. Oh, that. All right. God damn it. And like realizes that, 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 that it's that, it's that, it's that moment of realizing that you haven't done the unfortunate chore that you have to do. And she's like, oh, I'm going to have to right i have to kick the shit out of this man until he gives me money <laughs> god damn it okay yeah all right and so it's like it's that it's that moment of and i think that there's a moment where i think that the one thing i want to emphasize is like she never has a moment where she doubts that a it's going to involve breaking a lot of heads and b that that like she never thinks to herself, I'm going to go get this without breaking heads. It's if you're watching the the film of this, it's very much like you see her kind of like re- we get the flashback of her not getting the money and calling Supra and like Supra ducking her calls and then very quietly is like, all right. And then just like grabs a light tube, throws it over her shoulder and like walks out the door knowing what's about to unfold. Awesome. Yeah. I'm sort of imagining like a this is where a rising score on a title card appears yeah, at this yeah, point, yeah. maybe. This is right where we see the title card, transgender deathmatch legend. Awesome. Yeah. So that hex is just some sort of scene establishing, but where do you want to go from here? So I think I'm gonna go straight for hex number three. I think that we're gonna kick things off with a fight. We're gonna we're gonna run into Seattle Dragon Joe. Yeah, so Seattle Dragon Joel, it's a cruel submission li- machine, finds the limit of all rules and the breaking point of all limits. He has a grudge against you, so he'll stand in your way for free. And his pronouns are he and him. Why does he have a grudge against you? Like, why? Joel, very specifically, like, got picked up. We, we ran in a very similar promotion, and Joel was doing the like there was there was a there was a Joel came in like as the sub the submission guy in the deathmatch promotion but the thing is is that like doesn't have the character background to make that sort of like uh that sort of uh for a better combat zone thing work where you're like I'm not going to use weapons so like Death Clown just straight up overshadowed him. Like, the shows that they were on, she just got a bigger cheer, and, like, he never connected with this particular crowd, so it's just straight up professional jealousy. Again, that makes sense. Yeah, I imagine as you're leaving the show, you bump into Joel, who... I think he's dressed in his ring gear. I think he had a better spot on this show than you, because this show you've done is an environment that suits him more he's, you know, like, like I said, he's not someone who's otherwise established. So he's probably wasn't in the main event of this scene. And I think just because of that grudge, when he bumps into you, he's still sort of thinking you're the reason, even though, no, you were in a worse spot on this card as well. He's asking you like, where do you think you'll go? Uh, I'm going to, I got, I got work to do. Where are you going? Why are you still in tights? Fucking weirdo. You could maybe see like the gears turning in Joel's head here, and music sort of starting mm-hmm. to soar. And Joel's like, "I think your work's. I think you're. I think you're finished working for tonight." 
as cracking his knuckles and getting ready to throw down. So I've drawn up nine cards for the. I will do the same. And I just need to flip to the rules of a font. So. Five, six, seven, nine. All right, I will also flip to the fight rules. So, and I'm going to reveal a card, which you. Yeah. So I'll just read out the rules that you bullet pointed, and I'll try and explain it. Hopefully, so, so yeah. reveal the top card of the deck. This is the weather suit, is what it's termed here. Um, the starting player will put down a card matching the weather suit. The opposing player will play another card in the same suit. The key for cards explains what moves is being attempted, and that helps us add sort of flavor. So, mm-hmm. for instance, I'll just read out an example. Like, the free of anything is an uppercut. And then it can be like, oh, you tried an uppercut. Someone counters that with Valeria when we go into sort of description. The key also explains any bonus trump card skip. So, for instance, the ace, which is a forearm smash. Ace is low in this game, I should also mm-hmm. say. Unless you redraw a card and so maybe discard one of your lower cards. So, for instance, if I had a very low card as well as an ace, I might play an ace to try and get rid of that, just as an example. We describe how this situation works out. That's sort of always left in the hand of who was the winning player. And there were some examples of play in the game to sort of get a sense of how this works. And players don't draw back up during a fight. And if a player can't match the weather suit, which I've drawn already now and is a five of clubs, um, you can play any card, but you're considered to have lost that trick. Um, there is actually a missing rule in the book, which I realized when I was putting together the Eddie slash design system of, well, what if we both can't match the weather suit? In that instance, um, a highest number is considered just to, to be the value there. Got it. Um, the first fighter to claim five tricks is the winner. We each have nine cards. So at some point, one of us will definitely win five tricks. Got and it. if the protagonist, Rocky, the deaf clown, defeats Seattle Dragon Girl and this thing, they move on and continue on their journey here. If Seattle Dragon Joel um, pulls one out, then Rocky will appear in one of various sort of respawn points around the map, and we can play out how this story goes from there. So, love it. Cool. I'm just checking, thinking, have I all made sense? And I am hoping I have. So, yeah, the weather suit is the five of clubs. And basically, I imagine you're just sort of in the doorway almost of this venue, which is. A venue that is definitely not up to fire code. Like, yeah. you sort of expect you've got three more shows here before you're getting shut down. And Joel announces the fact that they are going to, like, start kicking off this fight by... <laughs> yeah, that's the right tone. Um, just, like, sm- like, grabbing a vending machine and just smash, like, pouring it over to smash in front of you. So there's glass on the floor. And also, that involves ripping some and then sparks and stuff in the area. You thought you had free shows left. You think Joel's about to fuck this up for you and this may be the last one mm-hmm. in this venue. And we should decide who is leading the trick. Ordinarily, I'd have just done that randomly, but I feel in this instance, the way we've played this out, 
Joel this is feels like Joel is leading the trick. Yeah, Joel is Joel is initiating yeah. here. Absolutely. So I'm going to play first card. I need to match club, which I was just about to say it's like out loud. Um, yeah, I'm going to be playing Jack of Clubs. All right. I am playing. So I so so you 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 sort of like topple over this vending machine. The jack of clubs is a suplex. I I think that is great because I think that you come in close. You 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 grab at Rocky. You grab at Death Clown, and she just i am playing the king of clubs uh she like gr- like like drops the light tube aside and like you kind of do you do the rush and she without she like rolls her eyes back and is like oh are we really doing that and turns back to the bartender i'm really sorry about this as she grabs him by the throat and like choke slams him to the ground yeah absolutely. so king of spades that trick has so- been won and because the jack was played, I believe, do we draw a new weather card? Absolutely, yes. So All right. that is the old weather card goes to the discard pile. And <laughs> um, I think I actually established in the example of play that you do draw through until you get new weather okay. card rather got than it, just another card. Um, so the so- weather outside shifts from uh, from live wires to, to gale force winds. I think that I think that with the slam, I think that what we see is from with the slam, we are like you are we roll you kind of roll outside and now we are like in this sort of windy back alley. Like we roll through the back door of the venue and we're in the alleyway. Uh wind is blowing, trash is blowing up in our faces. Yeah, absolutely. I sort of imagine Joel howls in anger as he like beats the ground when he gets up and he's ready to fight again and he howls and this is a thing he does in the ring a lot and people have pointed out a lot that it doesn't really make sense to dragons howl but he's always been like <laughs> well I can't breathe fire that sort of thing I can do so I've got to do something I'm howling she's and muttering as- this she's uh, Rocky is muttering this as she as she follows behind him rolling like he's fucking howling again it does okay all right fine <laughs> fine um and as you won the previous trick you are leading this trick all right then i am going to i'm gonna throw down uh the nine of spades it matches the it matches the suit um and is a spine buster so i think that she like kind of like kicks you in the ribs a little bit. Like she kicks Joel in the ribs a little bit to try and get him on his feet so that she can spine buster him down. Okay. And let me see what I have in terms of whether Joel has an answer for that or not really. Um, yeah, Joel, Joel does not have an answer for that. So I'm playing the four of spades, which would just be sort of a big boot. So I think you can imagine that maybe that was sort of what, you know, Joel just tries to like get to their feet and go, okay, I'm just, is just outclassed in this instance mm-hmm. as Death Clown just is able to get that spine roster off so much quicker and more efficiently. And I am, because I played the Spine Buster, um, I am going to exchange a card with you. So I'm going to put this card face down here. 
Yep. So I um just gonna need to shuffle my stack quickly and then I'll grab a random card essentially and I will claim the one you just gave me and that one is yours. How that I, I'm not happy about. I'm not I, I I don't feel like there were a lot of worse options than the card that I gave you and that I've somehow drawn the worst option is surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll uh, Okay. I may be in a better position. You are still leading this as you did win the previous trick. All right, then I am. So I I pick you up and I spine buster you down and immediately kind of like uh, roll you over, like roll you a little bit. And I am playing the 10 of spades, which is the uh, which is a sleeper hold. So I, I slam you down and then immediately like roll you into sort of a, a, a dragon sleeper, like on the mat, just like or on the ground on this dirty alleyway ground, just like choking the living life out of you. You'd expect that the Seattle dragon would have a great counter for a dragon sleeper. Surely they're prepared. They don't, and their attempt to try and get out of the dragon sleeper is they are trying to like kick their knee up and trying to like hit you, and like that is not working. Like you very much have a controlled grip here. For at least a while, Joel is is stuck locked in this. So that is, I played the five of. Um, the five of spades, and which is a neat strain loss. But the trump effect here is I can exchange a card with the weather suit, which the weather suit card is bad. Um, it is the two of spades specifically, but this does mean I could, if I wanted, try and change the suit to something else before I maybe run out of cards. So I will, and I'm just thinking of what card would actually be useful to place here. I'm gonna. I love. I'm going to say outright. I love the strategy that is going into this. Like the the actual like like this feels like. I I love games that make fighting feel like a thing that you are you are playing and that you are trying to win. And this this has that energy in a way that is incredibly satisfying. Like what inspired it was I um. It was a, I really enjoy playing the trick-taking game Fox in the Forest with my partner. But um, I just remember thinking like how like there's there's such beautiful art on those cards and there's sort of some vulgar things, but I'm also like, oh, but this is very sort of meaningless to what we're actually doing in the game, which is playing cards and winning. I really was excited about the idea of what this would look like applying that to like a role-playing setting, and I'm very happy with how this came out. I'm I'm so stoked. This is this this is my favorite kind of thing, especially like when I'm thinking about wrestling matches and I'm thinking about those like blow for blow. This is good. This is good. This is good. This game is good. Hey, by the way, this game good. How to hit fast. <laughs> yeah, exclusive. So oh I should also say exchange I exchanged the web suit. So I've taken the two of spades and I've put out the five of hearts. So while Joel is in the sleeper, and I sort of imagine this is what Cobham is able to, to break the sleeper, at least to get Joel, like, some breathing room. The wind gives way, and it starts hailing. Um, hailing on to you and Joel both. Joel's probably in a more exposed position, but it's probably enough that you may 
yeah. you might want to break the hold just to get to some more sort of immediate cover. Yeah. But you're once again leading the trick. So far, we have three tricks to zero. And now you would think that so you would think that my immediate impulse would be to break the hold. You would think that that there is there is hail breaking in my face and probably like cutting up my mask a little bit. But the Death Clown knows better than this, and I'm just I'm just leaving this sleeper hold locked in as long as possible. I have played the Ten of Hearts, which is just more sleeper hold. That is that is amazing. Okay, so this is Joel. I think has been able to sort of like the fact is you're getting you're getting pelted by mm-hmm. hail here by the by the Death Clown being pelted by hail. It's your grip is probably not as strong as it necessarily would be. And Joel yep. is more able to maneuver maneuver around the environment. They spy a wall, run at the wall, pulling you towards them. I'm um, pulling you with them, and essentially like flip back over you so that they are now the one with a dragon sleeper position on. And what they do, they from there they lift you up and they throw Oof, you to uh... the solid concrete where yep. you are being pelted by hell. Because I've played King of Hearts which is a big, a mighty slam. And that is the first trick claimed for the Seattle Dragon. I love that he's the Seattle Dragon. It's putting a big, it's, it's making me very happy. I did, I, I, I had such fun coming up with the, 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 the gaggle of weirdos that, that populate Slamchester. <laughs> It's a good, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good name. It is, uh, any, anytime, anytime we can show love for the Seattle Dragons, it's a good, a good, or it's a good, it's a good day. Yeah, so, Joel, you may expect wanting to seize the moment, wanting to strike while the iron is hot. Um, and instead, what they try and do, because they've been studying so many Randy Orton matches, they want to try and slap on a headlock. And I do not match the suit here, I should say. So I've played the two of spades, which is the card I grabbed from the weather suit, because I don't have any hearts. So I'm going to lose this trick. I've also fortunately played a my, a very bad card I have anyway, so I'm not wasting a good card on this, but I will by default lose this. And, and now I don't, if I, I am, so, uh, so what happens here is you go for the headlock and I'm gonna slightly reflavor the move that I'm playing here because I also don't have a heart, but I do have a slightly higher card, and it is the four, which is a big boot. I think that you get me in the headlock, and the difference between Seattle Dragon Joel and uh, and Death Cloud is that Death Cloud is willing to do what Seattle Dragon will. Uh, Seattle Dragon Joel won't. Just a kick right back between the legs. Just a big, a big low blow of a kick. There are no referees here. I don't have to play by rules and just kind of stand back up. See, you didn't, you're, you're, you're thinking like a wrestler and not like a fighter. That's the problem. Joel is cursing, just cursing your ground. It's so unreasonable. That's like... If there was a referee, it would have been in plain view. You didn't do any work to distract the ref. Fuck! As they're just sort of gripping and holding on on the floor, trying to sort of struggle to their feet. And because we've just failed a weather suit, that means we draw a new card, um, which is the Queen of Spades. And I played the 
Trump of the headlock is that I start the trick even if I lose. Um, so, Joel, the headlock didn't work, is rolling on the ground. And I think just in, I sort of imagine the way you sometimes like you're, you're shaking around in pain, just mm-hmm. doing that aggressively just to really roll away from you. Like, in your way, very clearly in your way, but still there. And eventually, Joel will make their way to their feet. Um, and this is the case where I'm going to slightly reflate it. No, no, this still fits the roof. Made their way to their feet, and they sort of break into an instant charge at you. And as they get very close, they yell. They. Yeah, they're breaking into charge and they want to try to hit you with a big sort of like pounce almost, um, which is flavored as the spine buster, but I like the idea of going in for pounce. And I feel this is kind of Joel breaking a little bit because mm-hmm. they're not actually like a, 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 a pounce, but they're not, they're not a hot wrestler really. Yeah. And I think the fact that they're just breaking into charge you is because they're so frightened here. And I think that, like, I'm playing the six here, and I think that, like, what happens is it works because it's not, because, like, uh, it plays off of the last uh, trick very nicely. You're actually, like, this is this is Joel thinking like a fighter. And there's a moment where you collide with Rocky, and she just kind of, like, laughs, crashes hard into the wall, and then just, like, you see, like, a little trickle of blood, like, spit out of the mouth hole of her clown mask. <laughs> see? Was that so hard? Yeah. Joel's like, fuck you. You think I don't know violence? I know all about violence. I could do this all of the time. I don't because I respect what professional wrestling means. And you don't. And the fucking sucks. Like, Joel, I imagine, really scripts his promos. And it's probably... Yeah. An okay promo, not an okay improviser. No, no, no. Uh, go like, there, there I'll show certain, you. There are certain wrestlers that need a script, and there's nothing wrong with that. But don't try and let them go off book. Like, no, I'll show you professional wrestling because they're going to try and slap on a sleep hobs now. Because I've played the ten of clubs. I am playing the two of diamonds. I have no more clubs, which means I lose this trick. And I think that, like, I think that. Uh, half half out of amused half it's half it's unexpected and half that she's amused by this like ends up in the sleeper hold and like starts getting choked out like and is 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 as a better improviser than Joel like not letting on that she's getting angry and like frustrated and like is in pain by this and just being like see now that's that's kind of what I'm talking about. You see, you see the difference. You're thinking like a fight. That that is great. Joel's just yelling like, "Shut up! Shut up!" I'm trying to choke you to death, so you shut up. Um. So we're currently at three tricks to four with the death clown looking okay, and you played um two there, so you start this trick, but first we'll draw. A new weather suit, um, which is the Four of Hearts. 
And are you start? Are you starting or am I? Because you played the two, um, got the it. Trump effect. Now is you start the next trick, even if you lose. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, I think that it's now becoming apparent that uh, that Death Clown is like beat up and is getting exhausted. I think there's a there's a there's a moment where she kind of tries for a similar maneuver as Joel did earlier. I'm playing the eight of diamonds. I think she tries to like get onto her feet and like run backwards at the wall, but I'm going to lose this trick because I I have played the eight of diamonds. So like, it's not going to work great. Yeah, that makes. (laughs) Actually, I have, Joel has also got the light. So I think the way I, I, I want to play this now is I'm going to play the free of diamonds. So I will actually fail because it's simply a higher value. I like to imagine that in terms of accounting for the difference here, it is that Joel's too much of a constitutional to um to not sort of um you know give give a bit of a base. Um mm. Joel is a very sturdy base. And even Joel, though this is Joel not helps really... her Joel helps her get to her feet a little bit to set this move up because he's not thinking he's thinking, oh well, she's she's trying for a transition and like slowly climbs. And she like there's a moment where she just like pauses and like rolls her fucking eyes like, did this did this guy really Okay? And so that is five tricks locked, so you can bust out Hello, darkness now. And- uh, yeah, I think it is. It is that she she rams backwards into this wall and like breaks part of this like brick wall, staggers forward a little bit, like wheezing, grabs Joel, lifts him up, drops him down. Uh, hello, darkness, and like fall, like just like out cold, like gets in his face. Hey, if you see Supra, tell him I'm looking for him. See you later. And like walks off, like limps off. Awesome. That is fight one down. So I'll move everything Love it. to discard file for now. Um, oh, this game is really fun. <laughs> fuck. I'm, I'm loving playing this. I'm loving playing it. So you've defeated Seattle Dragon Joel. The dragon has been vanquished. Joel always hopes that if you didn't beat him in a fight, you'd adopt the nickname the Dragon Slayer, though I don't really know if that's actually going to happen. <laughs> I think she mutters that as she walks off. Like, oh, he's going to start calling me Dragon Slayer. Oh, I think it's going to be embarrassing. Okay, all right, I got to get going. There are two different directions you could go from here. So talk to me about the difference in hexes between four and six. Four is a green yes. and six is a blue. That is a, a good point. So four um, is, which is green, is a challenge. So I give you this like, like, no, I won't. I, but four is a challenge where there'll be opportunities for you to either redraw your hand. So actually that's the thing. You could have a persistent hand. So you should have a hand mm-hmm. now, draw up new cards um and it could even give you a chance to redraw your cards which would be useful if you have some rubbish ones or alternatively it may give you the chance depending on what the individual challenge is to preset the weather suit for certain fights 
Got so it. if I may say, oh, you'll preset the weather suit. So if you are looking at your hand and it is full of yeah. diamonds, you're like, I'd really like this to be a diamond. Um, versus um, four and six. Um, six is simply a role-playing scene where six are occasions where to meet people who populate Rocky's life, essentially. All right, I'm going to move into a challenge scene. I'm going to move to I'm going to move to hex four. Now, am I, are you, did you say I'm redrawing the nine cards, or I'm keeping just one card in my hand right now? Um, you would, yeah, redraw up to nine. All right, got it. Oh, I just grabbed the entire deck. Uh, I'm just going to have 27 cards in my hand. Is that that that, that seems like that oh, seems yeah, fair? Cool. I, oh, I I don't have any cards. I guess um, I think that means you win. <laughs> Yeah, so you're sort of, I imagine, walking, taking your journey because you're probably checking social media to find out where Supra is right now, mm-hmm. would I assume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as you are checking social media, you see that Juggernaut Doug has called you out. And the reason for this, we assume, is that when he came to Seattle Dragon Joel, well, he, he made good on your request. You, you asked to say, so he's like, no, no, no. So Supra now knows. And Supra's stingy and doesn't want to pay <sighs> you that money. And is thinking, if, you know, if an accident happens, if you if someone does just stop you from finding, yeah, it's 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 okay. It's all out of the way. Um Juggernaut Dogs called you out because they're paid up by Supra Supra, and they're a tough, tough fighter. Like Jules a submission specialist. You're a real deathmatch wrestler. We're saying Joel isn't a horse. Juggernaut Doug is. And, you know, you want to try and do that. So at this point, I am laying a challenge where I'm drawing three cards is how... Actually, I'll just um, read out from the book how challenge works. Challenge will present some sort of opportunity for the protagonist. I established a challenge here, which is you have heard Joel is is, is coming for you. and mm-hmm. You've got your phone on you, and there's a chance for you to essentially cut a perimeter, respond, and get in Joel's head, because that could be where you get the edge here. I am going to draw three cards from the top of the deck. Ooh. Um, which was the Three of Hearts, Six of Clubs, and the Queen of Clubs. And you just simply have to play one card from your hand that beats the highest numerical value value any of these cards this isn't always a good idea because in this instance queen of clubs if you find something that beats it that's a king you mm-hmm. maybe don't want to give up a king right now so this is okay yeah. at any point to say i don't think i don't think the challenge i think rocky's gonna stay focused on the road ahead but if you beat that challenge you get a reward and in this instance in the promo instance each challenge here using either a card from your cards just played, you can preset the weather suit for the juggernaut duck fight. I'm gonna I think I, I think we hear this promo. We hear this promo from Juggernaut Doug. And I think it gets cut off before the end as Rocky just like watches it on her phone for a while and then like closes her phone and is like Oh, it's going to be one of those nights, isn't it? All right. And like keeps walking and is just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, 
I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Juggernaut Doug run his mouth and say whatever he needs to say, and if we cross paths, fine. But all you've done now is let me know that Super knows that I'm coming, which is what you want. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I want him to know. You want him to be afraid. <laughs> I sort of imagine this walking along. I'm I'm sort of imagining this as well, like a you know. A, f- a song on a film soundtrack would just be titled like Deaf Clown's Theme. Deaf Clown's yeah. song was saying that starts to kick in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there are directions you can go from here. You can enter another fight on Hex 7. You could try and pick up a weapon on Hex 5, or you could meet some of the people in your life. I'm gonna, I am gonna pick up, I'm gonna head by, uh, I'm gonna head to the hardware store. And pick up some weapons. I think I see that promo, and that's my immediate response is, oh, it's going to be one of those nights. All right. And we get very specifically a, um, uh, like a Dracula movie Van Helsing style arming up montage. We get one of those, like, the quick shots of, like, uh, a ton of quick shots of different parts of the hardware store as we start to see all of this uh, taking shape. Awesome. So this is a case where if you match the suit, which <laughs> sorry, I was just surprised. Um, I was very surprised looking at these three cards. Yes. So they have a most as the six of diamonds, the four of diamonds, and the seven of diamonds. If you have a diamond, you can exchange with one of those. If it is worth it to you, it is very worth it to me. I have the ace of diamonds. Yeah, I am- when you. I am swapping it out for the seven of diamonds. That just, that feels like, that feels like the right move. Yes, that's awesome, because Rocky is now loaded up from the hardware store. Do you know, does Rocky know people at the hardware store? Do they come in oh, a little absolutely. Oh, there? absolutely. I think that there's, <laughs> I think that what we've been getting, like, in the hail, and it's all kind of lit by, uh, it's all very lit by street lights, and we get the music playing, and, like, uh, Death Clown's theme is playing, and then we hear the, like, diddling, as the, the automatic door opens the hardware store, and then the rest of the scene is just, like, this, like, very Van Helsing Dracula-style, like, arming up montage is all very specifically set to the sounds of... It's, like, set to Muzak, and we just interspersed with shots of, like, Carol at the hardware store, like, Oh, Rocky, hello, how are you? How's the family? Uh, Oh, Carol, it's, Carol, uh, I've got some stories to tell you, but I do have to, I do have to make someone regret being born. Um, By the way, you never gave me, Carol, I'm mad at you. I want you to know, Carol, I'm mad at you. You never gave me the recipe for that banana bread. I want that recipe for that banana bread, Carol. Don't make me come back here for you. And like oh, Carol's laugh. Rocky. Uh, tell the kids, tell the kids I said hello. I know that school is starting soon. Uh, I, I, Caleb, I, I know is so excited to be starting. Can you believe it is college already? I know. College. Co- college. Like, girl, where does the time go? Really, truly. Well, I hope you look after yourself in that weather, and hopefully you don't catch a cold out there. I, listen, I, I, I give, I, 
My jacket is at my apartment. I, I promise you, uh, once I am done with this bloody business, I will take care. I will go get my jacket, and I will stay warm and cozy. Carol, you take care. You promise me you're going to take care of yourself, and then you get me that recipe. Do you think Carol thinks bloody business is a euphemism, or do you think she is just a, a, a charming clerk who is, like, fully aware and just loves Rocky for who they are, for who she is? <laughs> I think Carol fully thinks, like, I think it's a little bit in the middle. I think that, like... Carol knows that that Rocky is a deathmatch wrestler, and so thinks that this is all like a like a kayfabe bit, and thinks that this is all like putting on a show, and like de- does not grasp the reality that like I am walking through the streets, ter- beating the living uh, the living hell out of people, but is just like that Rocky. She's got work. She's she's doing her wrestler thing. <laughs> I love that. Um, there are many, well, there are two directions you could go where you haven't been before here. That would be entering Hex 7, which is another fight. Hex 8, which would be another challenge. I'm going to go for the challenge. I'm going to go for the challenge here. Okay. So challenge here is entering the gym. It's open all night. And this is a case where you've just armed up. You can kind of burn off some sort of frustration. Mm-hmm. So it's like to just work out some useless anger, sharpen the useful rage. You know by now that Jab is out there waiting. Jab's beef with you is not, they're probably not on the super payroll, but if, but, you know, there's a bit of a sort of score to settle there in some case. Like, so what, how, why do you know Jab is after you? Why, why is Rob, Rocky sort of got this information? I think it's somebody at the gym. I think that's a good way to do it. I think that like she walks into the gym and like somebody like somebody working the counter, like the the nice the nice uh the nice young man working the counter, his name is his name is Rick, practically ducks when he sees her and is like Oh, Jab hasn't found you yet. Oh, oh, please don't, please don't let this happen in the gym. I don't want to have to try and pay for repairs. Please don't do this in my gym. And Rocky's like, "What do you mean? Oh, is Jab? Is she still? Is she still mad about that? Okay, fine. I'll add it to my list." You, you've got this indication your day's about to get worse here. Challenge if you want to do. It. I. Ex- I maybe assume this might be a challenge you don't rise to here. Those I've drawn the two of hearts, the jack of hearts, and the queen of spades. You would need, once a again, king. a king, um, which is maybe not worth spending <laughs> on this. Again, the, 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 the narrative that is unfolding here of... Of uh of 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 Death Cloud like walking through the city and just realizing how how many like bloody fights that they're going to have to get through and just like quietly being like it's not today like not today is very fucking funny. <laughs> I was this is a case where I was curious how you know failing or choosing not to engage with a challenge would play out, but I I love how this has played out here that it's just a character who is just trying to do one thing and is not being allowed to by the world. And it's just like like I know that there is going to be a line of people that are going to try and kill me a mile long but they're not who I'm after today. Yeah, so there are 
multiple places you could enter. There are two fights you could enter. You could enter the jab fight or the juggernaut dog fight, or on hex 12, you can run into some friends. I am going to... I'm going to leave the jab fight for another day. I'm just, just, this is, this, this is, this is simultaneously, uh, this is showrunner Jeff, and I'm leaving this in the episode. This is showrunner Jeff being like, uh, if we were, if we were playing this game full, it would be, it would be the jab fight, but I think I want to get to the end game to, to, to get my hands on Supra. So I'm going to run into some friends. Absolutely. So where you're passing on your journey at Hex 12 is essentially a nightclub smoking area. Um, in a way that like sometimes smoking areas are just awkwardly fenced off, um, bits of the street, Mm -hmm. um, like stop off here for a breath of fresh, well, of a breath of air. See who you know, maybe bubble smoke off them if you feel like, or just talk for a moment, letting the cacophony of violence fade away here. So, and then in the game, the prompts are for sort of brief supporting characters are often just a case of a name, a pronoun, mm-hmm. and some facts about them. So there is Shivon, whose pronouns are Z and here, and they're sort of airy and certain. And then there's Red, whose pronouns are they, them, or Fei Fei, who are described as sort of weary and melancholy. Which of these two? Do you, do you think Rocky talks to? I think they. I think that she walks in, like she walks up. Uh, Chauvin is there. Uh, Z gives her a like a cigarette, and Rocky takes off the Death Clown mask. And the way that this is shot is very specific. We never see her actual face. We see maybe her chin at most. Uh, but like the, the cigarette is in the mouth and is like is is taking a smoke of the cigarette, but like we never actually see her face without the mask on. I love that. That is that is wonderful. So um, maybe saying um, or maybe use red. Um, so you know sharing the smoke with you is like um. So I've been looking on social media lately because is this you know, about is this night. about uh is this about jab or is this about uh is this about Doug? This is more about what the fuck are you doing tonight, Rocky? <laughs> how how do you know Red is Red wrestling or is Red actually a non wrestling friend? I think Red. I think I think I think Faye is a non wrestling friend of mine. Like I think that I think that like. That like we go back a long time. I think maybe we're even like we're even like old school friends. We're just like this is just Rocky's beat. Like this is just Rocky's stomping grounds. These are these are the the people that Rocky grew up around. I think that she's very specifically like a local, and like so 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 Red and Rocky are just like old friends, and like this like. Faye has does not have a picture of the life that Rocky is leading as a wrestler. Yeah, that makes total sense. How does Rocky respond to this? How, how do they try and reassure their friend? Or uh, oh god, not even a little bit. Like the smoke. <laughs> uh, maybe dying. Maybe getting. Maybe getting a couple hundred dollars. We'll see how it goes. It's the night is young. Yeah. Do you want to move on? From this one, um, or I think we can they play hand, in the space I, longer. 
I think they hand the cigarette back to Chauvin. They put the mask back on. They give a hug to Red. And they say, listen. Jokes aside, I know what I'm doing. I love you, Rocky. Do me a a favor, Red. Look up a brunch place for tomorrow. I I have a feeling I'm going to have a pretty bad hangover. Sort of laughs in a way that is very sort of familiar with her and lack of understanding. She knows the limits of how much she doesn't get stuff. And it's just like, I love you. I never understand you. I hope I'll see you tomorrow. And Gives like a, it's sort of like squeezing your shoulders tightly and that sort of a version of a hug, which is a bit like a hug while maintaining some distance almost, if that makes sense. Yeah, gives gives a gives a kiss on Red's cheek, like through the mask, like gives a mask kiss to Red's cheek, and is just like off into the night as we head for as we head for for hex sixteen, which is a changing room. Yeah, so changing room. Heartbreak Super is booked to show tonight. Like you know, they're in the area anyway, which is very useful for you. And you're going to crash it, and you're going to get your fucking money back. So you know, if you're walking through the changing room, you can run into people in the crowd, and some of these people might be giving you the cold shoulder, like, "Oh, there's Rocky. They're trying to beat up Super and." get our money and they think some of them are you know taken in by the idea that like well if rocky beats someone up to get their money how am i gonna get my money um because they don't realize that the problem is supra um but some of them some of us are on your side even if they're not gonna go on social media and go like fuck supra Mm -hmm. they're, they're on your side so two people you may know are max fab whose pronouns are she her who is i imagine who are described as cautious and crafty and this was a joke I liked a lot of. It's a there. good joke. It's Venus, a good joke. Venus to high fly flow. His pronouns are also she and her, and I described as graceful and poetic. It's a good joke. It's a real good joke. I think I run into Venus. I think I run into Venus to high fly flow. Um, I imagine. So, so as we get into the actual fight, like I imagine that this is sort of where the, I think almost the. The re like this this is as this is sort of the den of Supra, this is like this is sort of the big showdown. This is where it sort of becomes I'm getting John Wick energy from this. Like this is where reality starts to feel more like poetry and this idea of like Venus in the locker room, she is like she she is this 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 entity right like like this being the locker room in the show like we've never we we ended the last show before it wrapped up and now we're seeing a show and it is this very kind of Cirque du Soleil picture of what wrestling could be of this like alternate reality of wrestling and I think that our interaction is very short of just like yeah where is he he's out the back but deaf agents in the way you can do it. <laughs> she walks away at that point. She doesn't give you much more, but like you can do it as a sort of like, hey, I want to see him bloody too. I also want my paycheck from this show. So I'm not that's helping an- you out. That's enough. I'll take it. Um, and I am gonna make one move before I stare down Death Agent. I'm gonna hit I'm gonna slide under the ring and see what I can grab for our one final picking up weapon montage. Hell yeah is the show on at this point or I think like the show, you just the show, the show is absolutely the show is absolutely on and like the commentators are confused as i have just like strolled through 
Uh, I'm absolutely so, grabbing. Talk, talk us through our three cards. Yeah, up for grabs is the Seven of Hearts, the King of Diamonds, and the Two of Clubs. I so, am absolutely grabbing. I'm looking at my... I'm looking at my, my options. I want that king. I really want that king. I'm going to take that king. I'm going to so swap it for exchange. the... Swap it for seven of diamonds. I want that king. That makes total sense to me. Obviously, the other sort of trade-off with um, taking weapons is like, oh, I know you've got a king in your hand. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I probably am not going to play my highest diamond until I've seen that king. Sure, absolutely. Um, I want you to. I so want you to know I'm coming. Me, yeah, this is mainly just me narrating some ideas. Of, <laughs> you can cut through. This is just me narrating some things. So I'm like, I knew what I was doing when I made this. There was some thought here. No, I'm leaving that. <laughs> in. Don't know I, why I, I'm I, this designers flexing on their work is part of the joys of Party of One. <laughs> awesome. So I assume you're heading to the Death Agent fight now. Yes, indeed. Scripture gave of Death Agent in the game is the outcast to the Death Agent, a satanic sellout, grandiose and precise. I, I imagine them as someone essentially who used to have a very sort of, um, and their pronouns are Z, Z, Zis, and Zen. I imagine Z is someone who used to have a gimmick that was based on being um, very sort of threatening and stuff. Up. And I mm-hmm. think kayfabe, they have become a corporate figure. And out of kayfabe, they maybe always are a bit of a not quite corporate figure, but someone who was a great politicker. Maybe some people say more than they more than Z is a great wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. Other people would disagree on that, but it's it's a thing that is said. What yeah. do you think? What does Rocky think of Def Agent, who is someone who you know is hugely high gimmicky um but also very closely aligned to someone rocky isn't that fond of at the moment i think that i think that we arrive and we see death agent and z presents uh zer big gimmick right and rocky stares at them and there's 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 this distinct moment where we see zer entrance in all of its glory right like all of the death agent like stuff is in full display and rocky there's a brief moment of just fuck that's really cool okay and like there is a there is a world in which they are tag partners there is a world in which they are lovers and unfortunately this is the world in which they are bashing each other with light tubes yeah i imagine this setting is taking place essentially in the ring, and the, the yeah. audience are about to witness a shoot fight that they don't know is a shoot fight, which is wonderful. That's very I'm good. Going to draw my nine cards. Um, we have run through the decks so of Death's getting discard pile, will get reshuffled to help me fill out my drawer. Um, once I have done that, so I'm gonna flip the deck, shuffle it, and I have. Seven, eight, nine. And Death Agent, I'd say, is or is the one initiating this fight. I know that has been the case for both fights so far. I would say it mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have to be, but in this case, it has just turned out. And we were drawing a weather suit. 
which is the Queen of Diamonds. So I just need to go back to what's the fact. So I've got the little move oracle. As well, the diamonds. It's sort of torrential rain. I feel you can hear the rain. Yeah. Banging outside. I actually will specifically say, um, Death Agent, Z has weather effects in Oh, Z. absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And maybe that's not so much the extreme level we've been experiencing on the streets, but in this case, yeah, it's mimicking that trust around. There's so much absolutely. sort of like mist around the room and ordinarily this would be dissipated very quickly, the fight, but Death Agent secretly Z doesn't care about beating the crap out of you for real as quick as possible. So, you know, Z's going to strike while the weather is still there. Love it. And with... <laughs> um, okay, let me just think of what I want to do. Yeah, this makes sense. Um, Z's going to lean in, like, charge in with going for, like, a jumping forearm smash because that feels like something that is practical to start to start a fight. But it's actually not Z's sort of strong suit. It's not how Z usually fights because I think Def Agent is someone who, compared to probably most of the cast, has been in the least amount of real fights. And Z is mimicking wrestling moves, hoping this is going to work out. And it's mm-hmm. maybe not going to in this situation because I should clarify, I have played the ace of hearts because even though we have just started i literally have no time <laughs> i am going to i think that you 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 rush in and immediately like uh i'm playing the 10 of diamonds and immediately get locked into a sleeper hold right like um and it's almost it's it's as much a, a um like a half nelson or a chicken wing as it is a sleeper hold just straight up in a like and I think there's a moment when I've got Zim in uh in the sleeper hold where uh Death Clown just whispers like, We can stop this right now. All you have to do is let me into that back office. Um, I'm going to redraw a card because that's an effect the ace gives me. Mm-hmm. The benefit of playing the ace is that I maybe am not horribly sort of impeded otherwise. And the card I will exchange with that redrawing a new card is the freeze, so I don't have to play that later on. Strangely, because we instantly went into that, we do draw a new suite, mm-hmm. um, which in this instance is the King of Hearts. Z is sort of like... Yeah, Z just tells you, like, I am an icon here. I, I am God. And that is because... I care about presentation. You understand presentation, deaf clown. Like, just gritted teeth. I really wish Z didn't feel that way, but if that's, if that's how it's going to be. <laughs> I think Z's thought is like, look, if I just let you through, stuff is over for me and the stuff that works for me, and I'm yeah. not yeah, letting yeah. that happen. Yeah. You were leading the trick as you won the previous one. All right, then in that case... I'm gonna uh so I I immediately spin them around and like go for a gigantic backbreaker with the eight of hearts. 
Okay. Going for the spinner roll, going for this giant backbreaker. I imagine. Trying to think of like a uh, Death Age was a character who I didn't have a fourth style because I was like, I wanted someone who was so gimmicky. But I am now <laughs> wondering in this universe, what is Death Agent's wrestling style? Um, I think I think he's a very sort of classic big person wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels was, right. That's kind of what I that's kind of the vibe that I was I was getting. Yeah. So I don't I was sort of imagining how this this account are going. Like I going so is it spinning around like trying for a backbreaker and I think I think Death Agent's just simply gonna overpower Death Clown. Um and instead of being able to to get this backbreaker off, they're going to manage to grab your neck and do a neck breaker, which I'm actually gonna say they're doing like um they might just like really like manhandle you um essentially for a bit and drop you neck first sort of onto the knee, like a mm-hmm. knee assisted neck breaker. Mm-hmm. Because I've played the Queen of Hearts, which means Deaf agent, Zia's back in sort of a, a more fighting position here. Okay, and it is a queen, which means I must play my highest card. Oh no, I'm because that was in my response to that. Oh, got it. Yep. Yeah. It's it's that was that was the trade-off there. It's oh, inferior. I'm like, oh, should I've tried to should I've deliberately not played the queen there? But so I am now. So they've gone from that moment. I imagine trying to chuck you into a corner after this and are hoping to just get in some like nasty like a nasty sort of running knee in the corner is what they're aiming up because you're so familiar with with death mm-hmm. agent like you know their signatures and you know that when you're in the corner at this point z is loading up for that knee for that knee strike and I am like I I see you coming and you run for the knee and immediately like I just I whip out like an effortless spinning lariat and just like leave you on the mat and like I don't look happy to do it like there is no kind of I think the crowd is is starting to pick up on the fact that this might not be like a a staged fight because there is no there is no like pageantry to this right like there is no there is no like energy unfolding here, and there is sort of a uh Rocky kind of like leans back, Death Clown like leans back onto her knees and just kind of like looks down as like if that's if this is what it's gonna look like, this is what it's gonna look like. Awesome. So that's two tricks to one in your leading. Uh and uh like kind of comes back around, like comes back to her feet. <sighs> goes like muscles go slack for a moment looks to both sides of the crowd fists kind of like riles the crowd up and kind of is like all right if this is going to be my lot this is going to be my lot and kind of like gets excited and like kind of tries to like egg you on to rush at her for a spine buster which is the right. nine of hearts i think that just sort of works perfectly and as he does rush 
a death clown looking for a lariat and is just caught. Oh. And like none of this, like like the crowd is recognizing that none of this feels good to to Death Clown. Like she is thoroughly in the face of like we could again end this. And I think she looks at Death Agent, who is now on the mat, and like offers them a hand up. And Z, I almost imagine like effortlessly, like like Undertaker sit up to the nth degree, except it's like a full body stand up. <laughs> Just like effortlessly, like levitates back to Zerfi, and it's just, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, all right. Z is gonna try and turn this crowd a bit more to towards, like thinking that trying to protect the show essentially. And Z would just like yell. There's a booming voice, just like death does not negotiate. Well, I wish that death did. And it is still your trick, I believe. All right, it should be one second. Oh, no, no problem. I was just double checking that neither, because neither of us played a trump there. I was just trying to remember that. Oh, no, you're completely fine. The cat was like, my cat had jumped onto the desk. And then a second, (laughs) I I was like, please don't jump on the desk. She's like, well, then I'm leaving. Please open this door for me. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I think there's actually a moment where I think there's a moment where I'm going to flavor this slightly because it's definitively a loss. And I think that I'm playing the ace of spades. It is definitively a loss and it is definitive. It's supposed to be a forearm smash. I think what it is instead is with the phrasing, I really wish that you would like there's a the offer of a handshake that is probably not going to be accepted. I love that. I also did think I don't have an ace in my hand anyway, but, and so I guess will win that. But I was like, oh, I have no idea what the rule would be if two people played aces. <laughs> I suppose it's like, why would you do this? <laughs> why would you? Why? 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 Yeah. Why would you make this decision? Yeah. If if like if the ace of the weather suit is your only matching card, you win because you match the the trump, even though but it's I'll, very rare to win with an ace. And if it's not, there's no need to play an ace if, of every if that, other. If that happens, legitimately, there is a handshake in the fight. <laughs> That's the yeah. only. That's the only circumstance. Yeah, that's very logical. Um, yeah. So Death Agent doesn't immediately retaliate the thing, um, but just sort of like slaps it out of your hand very casually. Um, and Z Sorry, I'm just trying to think of what Z would sort of say as a, as a one-liner mm-hmm. before getting off, essentially. Mm-hmm. A free shot here. Um, this is a thing which could play out as kayfabe, could feel like real here. He's just going to say, sorry, kid, you're on the hit list. And is just going to launch into a dropkick, which is terrifying because of the size of Death Agent. It's one oh, yeah. of those... It's it's yeah. It's the terror of seeing big people do drop kicks. It's, it never stops being cool, and it never stops being terrifying. And yeah, Death Agent will claim that seven. And I am going to draw a card. And we will draw a new weather suit, which is the four of clubs. Um, this I think Super's getting a bit worried. Maybe like you've. You know, you've not 
you've not currently got the advantage, but you've looked better than Super mm-hmm. was really hoping, even though, you know, Def Agent is ultimately like, I mean, it's the thing of um, Def Agent is big. That doesn't necessarily mean Z has been in, has has a real experience. Z is really mm-hmm. relying on the strength and other stuff. But Super Scourge uh, has sent a tech guy to start messing with the lights and shit to once again just really try and distract you however, however possible. And Def Agent is just going to sort of attempt to pick Def Clown up and just launch into... So, yeah, like just spin you around almost. Like um, I imagine, like pick up and going in a sort of um, airplane spin almost, which is one of their signature moves. Even though every nip, it seems a bit odd, but it's very impressive because of the height. And mm-hmm. then dropping you just into back first onto a knee. And I think um, is the plan. Obviously, I think that what happens here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm playing, I'm playing both tactic, I'm playing tactical here. I think that what happens is, like, tries maybe for a moment to counter, but like, just is not, I mean, Z is, is very large and very strong and very intimidating, and the lights are flickering, and just gets swept up in it, and just goes hard onto the knee. I played the nine of diamonds, I didn't, I did not have a club to, to back up on this one. So I'm playing the nine of diamonds, just takes the move hard, just like gets obliterated, is like laid out in the ring. And so the trick is yours. Do I, I believe I still uh, exchange a card with you though, correct? Yes, that is absolutely true. I'm just going to shuffle. All right. There's the card. Mysteriously. And I'll hand you this card, which I have no idea which of my cards that has been. And okay. I annoyingly enough had some good cards, I think. Okay, okay, I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and we are drawing a new suit here, um, which is two of spades. I imagine the um, you know, super sees um deaf agent doing well and is like, no, come messing with the lights, the crowd will like this, the crowd will like this. Go back. Yeah. I want I want people to see this. Um, so that's getting sort of immediately dropped. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I am leading this trick, oh. and we'll yeah. Super um, Def Agent he's just trying to hit big power moves because mm-hmm. that is hopefully effective. And having hit two big power moves now, he is going to try and lock on a sleeper hold and lift lift you with their sort of raised raised sort of um height and you know sort of be both sleeper you but also lifting you off of the ground as well to make this worse and i think that it goes off without a hitch like i think that i'm playing the eight of the eight of spades and i think it it goes off effortlessly like like you are like uh like z is manhandling death clown and death clown is just like unable to match their like power and like authority and is just like fully swept up in all of it. Which brings us to four tricks, four tricks for, for death agent. Three yeah. for four, two, three. But I am not likely to win this next trick. Um As I do not have a king, 
not a king. I do not have a spade. So I'm going to attempt the four. Sorry, not my book on the four. So I need to just uh, okay. find the right page again. Um, yeah. Having got some real victory here, dropping you to your feet, moves backwards to the rope and is trying to aim up a big boot sort of like in the back of the head, essentially. Mm -hmm. But this is a case of like, the thing that I sometimes find frustrating watching wrestling, even though I'm having put matches together, I've done the same thing of like, but you had the move. Why would you abandon it to, to try a strike? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that, I think that what happens here is we're already drawing a new weather card, so I don't need to play that one. Um, you said you don't have a king, and that is appropriately enough. I think that I think that Death Clown realizes like what she's got and takes out this gnarly looking light tube wrapped in barbed wire and like just like holds it up and like you you bring down this big boot uh, like right onto this thing and it shatters around your leg and she like runs up she like run like kind of like jabs it into the sides of your leg for a hot second and like is just like oh yeah right i'm a deathmatch wrestler why am i why am i not doing deathmatch shit why have i been trading moves with a giant <laughs> yeah what am i she like what am i doing and is now fully back in her back in her zone Okay, so this new weather suit here. We are down to literally the, the final trick, which so far not happened. It's very here. good. Very, very and good. Lucifer something about the weather suit is maybe, but maybe not irrelevant, depending on whether either of us have a diamond. Um, you are leading the trick, so I guess you get to be the one to reveal that first. And I think that, like, kind of climbs up grabs some chairs outside of the ring and like kind of wait like walks around for a moment looks at looks at death agent like says to them listen says to that says to them we're fighting on my terms now and like rolls quietly out of the ring and i think there's a moment where there's a moment where like z just kind of watches as i start throwing chairs in the ring and like arranging chair furniture as and then finally, like I, I walk over, I walk over to them, and I'm like, or I walk over to them, and I'm like, thank you, I appreciate it. As I as I pick them up to like slam them into this pile of chairs. That is what I assume. Also, you're trying to slam them with "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend" onto the chairs. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, and I do not have a diamond, which I think I accidentally was implied hinting too much. Death Agent has no response, and I think, weirdly enough, this kind of turns the crowd around a bit, because I think the fact that, like, oh, we've deathmatched it, oh, this is probably a thing here, and I think Venus the High Fly Flow at stage door, um, not stage door, like, at a curtain, um, subtly starts, like, a just a death chant. This is death, <laughs> is what people are chanting in the end. Because, and the fact that the other people are chanting, people give into the peer pressure of, I think that was, yeah, that just looked nasty, but I don't think anything bad and, happened. And there's, there's, a, there's a moment right before Hello Darkness happens where the two look at each other and, um, and Death Clown just kind of like, 
you can't see the smile because her mask is like a sculpted clown mask, but like you can hear the smile in her voice as she about picks them up and says, it has been a genuine honor today. And like picks them up, drops them on their head, goes through all of the chairs, out cold, rolls to her feet. And if I may narrate the closing note of the episode. Absolutely. Um, the crowd erupts, like, flexes, walks around, like, you know, flexes, walks around, walks in, looks over to Venus to high fly flow, looks over at Death Agent, hops down, walks to the back office, and there sitting together are Juggernaut Doug and Jab and Heartbreak Supra. And, like, it's just all you're hearing is crowd noises as, like, the door opens and she looks around and she sees all three of these people that all have dis- have all laid out, like, very detailed reasons for wanting to kick the living shit out of, uh, out of Death Clown. And Death Clown's theme starts to play. And she sighs deep, rolls her, rolls her head, and goes, yeah, all right. And that's game. That's where we I will leave that. it. We I would have that. one more fight in a full game, but I think that's the note that we leave it on for the episode. That absolutely, yeah. No, I, I love that. I love that as a note to to end on. This was so much fun. I I completely agree. I'm so. It was so amazing to come on and play and play the game, and I had an amazing world learning about Def Clown and getting to to fill in their their adventures. I. I greatly enjoyed that. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and playing this with me. I could not be happier with how that went. Yeah, it was. There's, you know, there's a there's a lot of things I was always wondering about um, the game and individual like stuff about playing it. And it was just really amazing to to see it, see it in action, and see it in the hands of of someone who has shown so much um, admiration and support for it. It was, um, you know is genuinely it's been an honor ah uh, i i this was this was amazing thank you again so much real quick before we wrap up where can people find you and your work online so if you are looking for me on twitter you can go um at plural underscore dice um if you are looking for my work on itch such rat wave game house or i do have a website which links all of my details, like my Patreon, um, where you can get games print on demand. You can get Transgender Deathmatch Legend print on demand. Um, that's all under uh, the dice, the dice.uk is where you can find a big website. And I believe at the time of release, I will probably have recently released um, a game called Fear the Taste of Blood, which will be a which is, it's, sorry, it's very weird to speak in a sort of the strange future tense, um, which is a asymmetric sort of uh, free player game um, about universal pictures, sort of monsters and other sort of movie monsters, um, which is a, I've described it internally to friends as a hack of Beyond the Rift via anyone can wear the mask. Uh, that's probably my latest release, I think, at this point. And there is also the game jam coming on if you want to join the Rap Wave game house discord but yeah twitter at plural dice the dice.uk website and it's been an honor to be on the show 
You can't just drop. You can't just drop that on me and expect me to then wrap up the sh- like you like you can't just say Universal Movie Monsters. Anyone can wear the mask beyond the rift hack and expect me to be okay. That's not <laughs> inc- incredible. I'm I'm just gonna wrap up the show now because otherwise I'm gonna lose my goddamn shit. Um, thank you so much for doing the show. This was so incredible. And for now, I'm gonna throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Fast Me, and thanks again to Kayla for coming on the show. That game was breathtaking. Lost my absolute shit playing that game. It was so much fun. It was so cool and dripping with flavor and excitement. Like, it was just so thoroughly my jam, and I could not be happier with how it turned out. Thank you again for playing it with me. Go check the show notes uh, or go to ratwavegamehouse.itch.io to pick up your own copy of Transgender Deathmatch Legend. This game rips, and I want you to have it. Or follow the dice at plural underscore dice. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash party of one podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash party of one discord. And if you're looking to support the show, you can always, you know, send us some love on social media, tell a friend about the show, or you can support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or kofi.com slash jeffstormer, or head to bit.ly slash party of one merch and pick up a party of one logo t-shirt or a champ and crowbar love each other t-shirt because champ and crowbar love each other. That's again at bit.ly slash party of one merch. Are you looking for another podcast to listen to? Have you listened to this and you're like, oh, I just wish I had another podcast I could listen to. Don't worry. I got you covered. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, where every week my best friend, Aaron Catano Sias, and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming on to the show as a guest, or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And... I believe that is all we do here, so until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance, and as always... Party on, everybody.